Hi there, I'm Sarah Zarella, a portrait and wedding photographer and your host for Wedding Secrets Unveiled. This is a podcast where we cut through the complexity of wedding planning, leaving you with everything you need to know direct from the industry experts. If you want to simplify your wedding planning while having fun, of course, you came to the right place. Join me while I guide you through your planning, starting from your engagement to your big day where you say, I do. After photographing for the past 18 years, I am sharing with you tips and tricks to cut through the excess noise because I believe from the moment you said yes, your planning experience should be a magical time in your life. Here you'll find episodes that are fun, stress-free, and straight to the point with a fresh, honest take about the reality of what you really need to know about planning your perfect day. Let's dive in. So today, friends, I'm really excited to introduce you to Mike from Artistic Wedding Films. I've known Mike now probably for about 18 plus years. So hello, Mike. Thank you for joining us on my second podcast. (laughs) Thanks for having me. This is a lot of fun. I'm uh, excited to be here. So Mike, can you tell us a little bit about how you got into wedding filmmaking? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I've been doing wedding videos or films for, goodness, the last 20 years of my career. Um, But prior to doing weddings, I actually shot or uh, got into video production um, right out of high school. I got into it um, through the music industry. So I was a keyboard player through my teenage years, played in a, a Portuguese band, Portuguese American band. I did not band. know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's um, uh, love for music, uh, was a keyboard player, um, and then uh, through high school uh, fell in love with you know the recording arts, like producing, creating music, um, got me in the studio. And long and the short of it, ended up working at a recording studio right out of high school in North Providence. So you got into audio first and yeah. the music end. So yeah. when did the video part come into play? So started working at the studio, um, you know, and in that same facility, there was a video production studio uh, on the second level. And um, we were doing a lot of audio for video, so voiceover work like this, recording it, mixing, um, you know, final edits and that sort of thing. And um, about eight or nine months into being in that facility, um, the an opportunity came up for an editor position, um, had gotten to know the owner because we were doing a lot of the audio for video, and, and uh, it turned into a, uh, a career change eventually. That's kind of the short version of it. But yeah, got into video production there, um, and then just started meeting people, right? How the world works. You network, start um, you know, just meeting different um, uh, people in different industries, and uh, met uh, a gentleman who was shooting weddings, and he said, hey, you have a camera. Do you wanna you know, do some weddings? And I said, I, I had been to weddings, you know, th- and, and played at them uh, from the band side. So I, I'm a social person. Did you really play at weddings in the bands? Yeah. I never knew this. We had, like we had like max matching, you know, suits and the whole nine yards. Like very. I just 90s. learned something new today. Yeah. See, there you go. Well, <laughs> this is what happens on these things, right? <laughs> Because when we're working a wedding, you know, we're, we're focused on the clients. We're not focused on us Absolutely. as much. So. But yeah. That's, so then you uh, started assisting him. Yeah. So started assisting him. And then, um, you know, uh, uh, there's a gentleman, Philip Kraus. We're still good friends. Um, we ended up actually creating Artistic Wedding Video Group back then, um, back in 2001, 2002. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and then 
that evolved into you know uh, running my own uh, my own business. So our our partnership was uh, we had a partnership for about two years. He had some family issues. Long and the short of it, uh, didn't work out for him. And he said, "Hey, you've you put a lot of work into this. Go for it. You know, I'm kind of going in a different direction anyway. So, but we're still good friends." So you said wedding video group, but yeah. now it's artistic wedding films. So why don't you explain to us a little bit about what is a wedding film? Right. So. Traditionally, a wedding video um, back in the in this maybe goes towards, uh, you know, is a good explainer for, you know, the older folks that uh, might be listening, Um, you know, moms, dads that had a traditional wedding video. Right. A videographer would show up and, you know, uh, back in the days of tape. They would, you know, record, uh, you know, footage uh, of, of, you know, the bride, maybe the groom getting ready and then, you know, obviously the ceremony. So it was this kind of linear process. Right. You saw the day as it unfolded. Right. So that was a documentation of the day, a very basic recording, fly on the wall, kind of in the background. But the technology also was very different back then. You had big bright lights because the cameras and, and the sensors weren't, you know, weren't at the quality level that photography was. Even rolling tripods, rolling I tripods that. with huge car batteries, like really weird, like because the technology was different, right? Um, the great thing is the technology has evolved. But what a wedding video was was a straight documentation. Now as editing technology and back then so when i first started working in in video production it cost a hundred thousand dollars to have a recording uh, uh, an editing suite you know the the tape decks the you know the electronics that went into it as technology evolved as computers became more of a mainstay and a tool in uh um, you know in video editing and then non-linear editing uh digital non-linear editing came into play with you know with computers um the technology got more affordable it got more accessible for you know the wedding industry and for even just student filmmakers. And so the, as the technology evolved and got better, the quality of productions improved. And um, as small production companies, you always wanted to give your clients the best product. And that's where we, you know, about 10 years ago when the whole digital SLR revolution for video filmmaking uh, or video and, and, uh, and wedding filmmaking uh, became a, a viable option. Um, you know, we kind of revamped our, our, you know, our product and started creating films versus just a straightforward video. Now, what does that mean to like an end couple, right? A film is very similar to, I try to equate it to like a finished album that a photographer produces, right? If we gave you raw footage. Or honestly, yeah. maybe a movie. Like, right. I, I mean, I have seen your work, your work to me. Um, to me, it looks like a movie than like an actual video documentation of someone's wedding day. Right. On a basic level, we still document it. So, I mean, a lot of people are always like, oh, do we get to see the whole thing? Absolutely. I mean, we have different packages and, and collections that can include those different things. But yes, ultimately, we're trying to create, um, you know, a, 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 a film or a um, something that is going to a piece that when you hit play, it's going to time warp you back to that day, right? We're trying to encapsulate that day so that when you hit play and the way we've created it and produced the final, you know, the the, the final edit, it's going to re-evoke all the same emotions that you had on the wedding day itself, right? That's our goal with How our How long are, is like the finished product normally? So our, our highlights film is, is in the five to six minute range. We found that that's kind of the sweet spot for um, a really great, uh, you know, timeline or time frame to be able to uh, tell enough story because in a film you have to set up the characters you have to so our cinematic approach and why we call it a film versus just continuing to call it a video was to differentiate the product number one 
Uh, now, a lot of studios in the last 10 years have started using that term film. And so it can kind of be confusing to the end and client. And that's where, you know, they we recommend that they definitely do some research. You, you have to know what a studio every it's not apples to apples always just like with photography or just like with catering or design. I mean, there's a creative portion to what we do. And that affects, you know, how and what we call our finished product. But a film ultimately uh, should be something that, you know, uh, it should be a piece that tells a story that gets you emotional about what you're watching and you connect with those characters. And, and that's our approach when we're putting together, you know, a film of a wedding, we're looking to introduce the characters in the best way possible. Um, and that's typically the bride and groom. Um, and then have the plot kind of evolve and do it in a creative, interesting, edited way, not just randomly throwing it together, but really taking and paying attention to transitions and in the editing, um, not a lot of times, a lot of studios, and this is kind of a side note, but a lot of studios don't like that editing process because it is time consuming. Uh, but that's really where the magic comes all together. You need to have or put the time into the editing to find to, to create that final product that couples are really going to enjoy. And that's what makes a film a little different than just a, 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 a linear or a straightforward video. For our listeners, are there companies out there still doing um, more of the video production versus the film production? I mean, I've seen... In my research, and every once in a while, you know, every five or six months, I'll, I mean, I don't make it a, um, you know, a, 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 a regular, yeah, I don't make it a job or a task that I have to do all the time. But on, you know, every once in a while, you know, I will go out and, and, and just go down a list of names and, and see what people are creating. And I see studios putting out films, but really they're like, they're not even recording audio properly. So you can't hear, you know, the bride and groom well. Um, so from a technology standpoint, they sometimes don't understand techniques from sound recording to proper camera, you know, uh, um, you know, holding, I mean, a lot of handheld shaky shots. So that's where researching the product and, and watching, you know, the final pro, you know, the, that studio's work is super critical. It's really important to, you know, not just call somebody up and say, hey, what's your price? It's like when you go buy a car, you have to you know, you have to know whether you want to be in that car. You're going to be spending a lot of hours driving it. Um, so you want to do your research and know that you're buying something that, you know, fits to your personality and style. Um, because just like a car, you can get from point A to point B. And just like a video, you can watch what happened that day. But in the end, when you finish playing it, it should have emotionally moved you to go, wow, that's really cool. Like, I really got to know that couple and that their story was awesome and their wedding day was beautiful or it was shot well or or not if, if, you, if you get the opposite. And just like a car, there's different types of cars. So my question to you is, what's yeah. the average investment for a good wedding video or film? So I found a professional video product, and this is just general information. If you're not, if any studio is charging less than 2,500 to 3,000. For how long? Like, like, See, like, like tw that, because I know if I was listening to this, which I am, but yeah. I'm just saying, I, I also kind of know the answer to this a little bit, yeah, but yeah. how long is that full coverage day? What? And that's where it varies from studio to studio and where apples and oranges, you're not really comparing apples to apples all the time. So, you know, when you do your research, look at the product, see if the quality of the work is there. And if the quality of work is there, then set up that, you know, make sure you take the time to get to know a, a, a little bit more information because every studio is a little bit different. On, but a red flag for somebody would be if they're charging less than $2,500, they are probably not producing a film. Right. And they're probably not, you know, they don't have the experience or have the equipment invested or the business structure 
that you know companies like yourselves or myself or or the the you know the more um, you know the more experienced companies, the more established companies have been out there. We've been doing this for twenty years. You know, we're insured. We have you know uh, all the right you know uh, uh, business structures again, um, and also the technology. Like my studio currently, you know, we own probably twenty cameras. <laughs> Right. Like of all sorts. And that's because we do go out and multiple And the latest teams. technology. Right. The latest technology. And that's important because, again, as I mentioned before, the product is different and it's better because we can do a better job. Um, but to go back to your question, you know, if someone is charging less than 2000 or $2,500, they're either a beginner, you know, or their product is not quite as po- uh, up to par. They might be somebody who's been in the industry even longer than 20 years. And now they're kind of on the... You know, they're they're on the back nine, right? To to be polite about it, right? They're they might do a professional job. They it might be clean, but it's not going to be potentially as creative or as advanced in you or know, trending or trending. Exactly. That's that's probably the be- the better uh, response to it. So, but a good film. So that's a video. I mean, I that's right. Like so that's a video. That's and it's kind of confusing because go oh, isn't a video a video? Yeah, you hit play and it just you know starts and you watch it. Right again, that's where the finished product and the creativity that that studio is going to bring to your finished piece makes a difference. Right. So our films start at fifty two hundred. There are studios out there that charge less, um, but we start at fifty two hundred. But you're getting a team of two. You're getting all the right technology, all the right cameras, audio, lighting. Um, the experience to work well with the other professionals. So, I mean, that's a huge part. We can talk about that afterwards. But, um, you know, having a good working relationship with the other team members, even if you haven't worked with somebody, you know, before, it's, it's just it's more of a philosophy than it is about knowing that other, you know, photographer and DJ or band, you know, or venue coordinator. It does help to have experience. And when you walk in, see people that, you know, it's going to be a smoother day. I I definitely also think, too, especially when it comes to your photographer, at least I know, Mike, a lot of people ask me um, about videographers and um, who I recommend or who I've worked with or who I work well with. And I think I think they're on to something because we do work side by side together all day and we're kind of chasing the same light and the same angles. So, um, you know, I think you're on to something where it's it's. It's important to have someone who's experienced and who knows the different venues and different locations and has been around for quite some time. So what goes into a wedding day and how do you work with other professionals at and also on a wedding? So our process starts prior to the wedding. In filmmaking, you have to prepare. Um, it's a team sport. There's multiple people doing jobs that are simultaneously as important. Uh, a little different than photography. And I, and I tell this to my clients, and no offense to photographers, but uh, there are times that you know, my second photographer, Dan, second photographer, sorry, uh, the second camera person, Dan, his his angle is actually more important than my angle. I'm getting something creative where he's actually getting the master shot. Right. And the example that I always tell you know couples about and for filmmaking purposes, when they go, oh, hey, we, we only need one person. And they're obviously budgetary constraints are usually, you know, prompt that question. But really, it's they don't understand that for filmmaking, if we're not getting that main shot and then the reaction shot. It, it, that product's going to be totally different. You don't have a story there. That's right. how you're creating the story. Yeah, and and that's important to have that main action and then the 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 supplementary shots to make that you know that that even better. So preparation. Going back to your question, so we have a questionnaire that we send them. You know, some sometimes couples look at it and go, "Oh my goodness, we didn't even think about some of these things." Because it's some of it is logistics, but some of it is getting to know the couple and getting to know the couple because we want to tell their story really well, right? So if a couple is not super concerned about you know all the details in their reception, 
and they're like, hey, my grandmother's super important. We might just get two or three shots of, you know, of, of the, the, the reception area prior to guests coming in and focus more on the people. Right. Um, and so for us, again, it's telling that story and putting together that finished, quote unquote, film that's more like an album. And so, you know, it's not just the raw stuff. Right. Um, so knowing all that, knowing who's going to be there in terms of the other professionals. So right when you're walking into the day, you kind of have the background already of your couples and their story and what's important to them and what's not. Right. And and I also know who's going to be there, who are going to be working. With it. It's not a shock or a surprise to me. Right. Um if I need to call someone, if I've never worked with a photographer prior um, or a band, you know, recording audio is super important. And the band's on, like, I need permission. That's their equipment to plug into it to record it. There are ways to do it without it, but. Can you explain to the listener a little bit what you mean by plugging in and recording it? Yeah. So, you know, people think of microphones as something that just projects sound. Uh, the speaker actually projects a sound. The microphone, you know, converts that sound into a you know, a signal and then the speaker projects it, right? So, you know, we need to record what's coming out of the band sound system for toasts, for introductions. Don't get me wrong. We can mic up Father of the Bride if he comes up and then Maid of Honor and then Best Man. But now we're kind of running around and, you know, it's creating another step that is not necessarily needed and, you know, sometimes you know, sets people off, right? So back to the experience. We want to give everyone the best experience. They know that they're going to have to hold a microphone, but if we have to go up there and put a microphone on them, it interrupts them, it might throw them off, and people don't like public speaking. We know that. You know, we want to make them feel as comfortable as possible. So, and that's something that we even do leading up to, you know, the reception. Even one of the first, you know, if I have an opportunity to talk to the maid of honor, like, oh, hey, did you write your toast? And, you know, oh, yeah, I'm kind of nervous about it. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, when, it gets, when you get up there, we coach them a little bit. We almost... Start giving them that additional comfort, just like you tell your couples, hey, when we're setting up for family shots, you're going to want to do this and you're going to do that. You prep them. So all of that experience uh, creates a better and a more fun experience for the couple and their family and friends there. Right. So this is all part of like how we work together. You know, calling calling a photographer if I've never worked with them, calling, you know, the, the sound engineer or the management company of the band or the DJ and saying, hey, I'm, you know, I'm going to need to record this really well for the couple. It's really important for them. Is this cool if we do that? And nine out of 10 times, not a problem. Sometimes a conversation needs to be a little bit longer. But that's something that we do on the back end. It's not just show up and hit record. It's preparation so that you can execute really well and have, you know, really fun experience or the couple can have a real fun experience because we're everything's going super smooth on our end. You're taking away as many of the, you know, um, uh, pitfalls that could happen on the wedding prior to the wedding. And that's a lot of the preparation. There's preparation on many levels. You know, you have to prepare with your florist. Your florist needs to know what flowers you want, you know, your menus, all those main things. But these are the things that we do on the back end that couples go, oh, I didn't even know that 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 happened. So if, if a couple went with you, though, you pretty much handled the entire back end for them. So that way, coming the day, they just have to get married. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to the wedding film, I mean, there's so much that goes into a wedding right. day. But, but yeah, the wedding film. Yeah. They, it, it's not thing. You know, we're not. And that's that's where having you know proper experience and having done this, you know, over and over again and having a good system for myself and my team members, you know, makes, you know, the day run smoother, you know, for the couple. And then you have a good time like we do when we're shooting. Always. I love it when Mike, when you're on the job, because honestly, I, it makes my job a little bit easier. Like I, when I see Mike's on the job, I'm like, oh, all right, great. Because, and I say that because it's, I mean, a lot of times for photography, um, you know, you talk about how you have to get the creative shot and then the main shot, but also too, a lot of the times I have to also direct. 
So um, Dan and I, uh, my 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 second shooter, we always joke around when we know that Mike's on the job come I'm like oh guess what we don't have to direct you know because it's just it's a good banter that it's we a good have. back and forth yeah. and and it takes a, a bit of pressure which allows you to be creative in different ways and allows me to and that I tell couples that all the time so during what we call so for us you know when you're shooting your family shots we record video of it you know we we try to get some creative shots of it but that to us is not as huge of a story or, or visual elements that, that we want. Don't get me wrong. There's plenty of times where we get great shots of the groom and his grandmother and we get those in-between moments where they, you know, they'll kiss or, you know, they might have a, a joke or, you know, there might be some banter that becomes part of the audio that we use in the film, right? But it's not, you know, in terms of the, the pressure that is on the photographer right. staging all those shots so you make sure you have a documentation, a good, you know, good photograph of those two individual people or the that group or, uh, or or couples, for instance, like the mother, you know, bride and her mom. Like, that's usually, you know, really important photo. That's less important to us in terms of capturing that because we know that's going to come from the two of you or from the photographer and you're going to have that in your list of shots where, you know, we you know, want to get those creative shots with a couple. And we know photographers do too. Absolutely. But that that element of the day, I was, you know, in our questionnaire, it says plan on 20 minutes. We don't necessarily need those 20 minutes, but a lot of couples don't understand that. It uh, takes time to walk in and out of a shot. And that's what I mean by direct. I don't think that we're actually directing the shot. We're just directing people right. to let things move smoothly, yeah. which I actually was wondering, what is the one thing you love about your job? Honestly, it's it's... Being able to, and this doesn't happen all the time, but you know, when when we can watch or, or have a couple watch our films and see their reactions, you know, it's also learning. Like when we do a same day edit, that's probably one of the best things that we love to create. We don't do a lot of them, unfortunately. A lot of couples don't, you know, find it, uh, um, you know, a service that they want or a finished product that they want, and that's okay. But it gives us an opportunity when we when couples do. It's really awesome to see people's reactions to different things. And sometimes we're like working really hard to get these beautiful cinematic shots and we're like, you know that shot's coming up and you're expecting them to like just light up with it, right? And really they light up at like the flower girl walking down the aisle and you're like, oh. like it, it tells you that, you know what, being or producing a cinematic product is our focus and I think our clients want us to be creative and produce something unique and different. But ultimately, you know, a lot of what we find is really important to couples is the family, right? It's their families, those moments and those shots and things that they weren't able to see, right? So that's kind of my favorite thing is being able to see what, what and how people react, you know, to our films and to the shots that you know that we produce, and that's what we love. That's what I totally love about I think being that, able to capture that. I think that if you start to um, ask around to a lot of wedding professionals. I think we do thrive on that energy. Yeah. That's that's ultimately what we're doing. We're literally watching people on the best day of their lives, and yeah. you, my friend, are documenting it. Yeah. And you're cre and like you're creating a beautiful film for them. Yeah. And I think that um, it's a good point that you're you you basically are watching them react to their day that you've just preserved for them forever. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. So you know, we're the year twenty. 21. <laughs> the lovely year. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have a pandemic. I don't know. It depends on who you ask. In front of us? Yeah. Right here or behind us? I don't yeah. know. But we are in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah. Um, how has filmmaking been affected by 
the lovely COVID. Yeah, it's been challenging. Obviously, it's it's just as stressful for us to you know run our businesses as it is for our clients trying to plan a wedding. I mean, it, it's it's difficult. So we can you know we've definitely sympathized with clients and and been as flexible as possible. Um, you know, at it. I think one of the saviors and 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 again, you know. I experienced it this past Saturday at Castle Hill. You know, we did a live stream. We were there for an hour. We just live streamed their, you know, their ceremony. We do record it and they get a copy of it. But it's it's more of a basic product, uh, just a single camera. And to see the couple walk when up to this. When you say live, sorry, not to interrupt you. When you say live streaming, why don't you explain a little bit about what that is? Yeah, so we have a professional live streaming setup where we can live stream to YouTube, Facebook Live, you know, Twitch or, you know, or, or Zoom. Zoom has been the more popular one because people know it. They can also interact with their guests and it's it's really great. Um, it's all about connections, right? It's all is about this family. for people who are not present? Correct. Got so it. for the, because of the limitation and size of weddings that are happening, um, you know, this particular couple had 16 guests, you know, 16 total people there, including the bride and groom and then a professional photographer, you know, officiant and myself. Um, and we live streamed it through Zoom. So we have a, a professional setup where we can, you know, transmit, you know, the, the 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 video wirelessly to our laptop, and then our laptop, you know, we have it connected, um, you know, through Zoom, and have the software all set up. Um, so we're not tethered; we can kind of float around within, you know, 500 yards, which is a really great setup for us um, and for the couple because now they can, um, you know, get a, a truly professional video without a laptop being in the way. Again, it's still about the experience; it's still a wedding, so you don't want to have equipment impeding what's happening, right? So that's always, you know, the, our goal. But the cool thing is being able to see couples, you know, then interact with their family, or their friends after their ceremony, do a little toast with them. You know, it, it's it's really great. So being what spring of 2021, we did a lot of that last year. We, we probably did about 15 or so live streams last year that, you know, we're able to connect connect families, people that couldn't be there and they could, you know, obviously remotely log in and uh, and experience, you know, the wedding with a couple. Uh, that's probably been the biggest challenge. Again, the reschedules and all that has been, you know, part of uh, every wedding uh, professional's experience, um, you know, in, in working with couples and, and you know, readjusting dates and, and that sort of thing. But, um, you know, being able, being able to offer a product that still connects people and, and creates an emotional connection, uh, especially when people haven't seen each other. Sometimes people are on the Zoom and they haven't seen family members in the longest time, especially grandparents. Like the grandmother like couldn't stop, like this is after the ceremony, but she kept like waving everybody. She kept like pushing buttons to like try to see other people. And that like to me, that brought me more joy than like the most beautiful sunset shot, right? right because they haven't been around each other. They haven't been around each other. So seeing people connect um, and being able to, you know, uh, have joy together is, you know, is was is a really big thing that's happened, uh, you know, or th that's brought me joy, right? So seeing people being joyful because of that. So uh, assisting in that connection is super important to me. So, Mike, yeah. do you think we're going to have somewhat of a normal <laughs> wedding season? Yeah. So, I mean, in the 20 years that I've been in, in, the, in the wedding business, um, when wedding videography and then filmmaking, um, you know, I've been part of a lot of different associations uh, in our area. We've got ILEA. Um, they're called ILEA now. They used to actually be called ISIS. <laughs> 
ISES. But anyway, I do remember this. Yeah, right. So funny. <laughs> anyway, a little side note. Um, and and just different associations, um, chambers of commerce, and then BNI and that sort of thing. I've always I, I participated as board as a board member in a lot of these associations. Um, there was a coalition that was started by a uh, a really uh, great person, uh, um, uh, Allison Barbera. She was a makeup artist. You know, uh, back in the beginning of things, like how are we going to handle this? What's going to happen? Uh, and so this coalition, you know, obviously evolved and. A number of us, including Luke Renshin, a good friend of ours, that um, you know is more in the forefront uh, of this and has a seat at the table. So ultimately, we had to go from being wedding professionals to lobbyists, to lobbyists, count, you know, in, in between their counselors and all that. We're kind of bartenders too, a little bit, you know, like trying to help people. Like, hey, don't worry about it. You know, this is what we see happening. This is, you know, this is what's going on, and just like talking people off the ledge. Like, look, it's it's anyway. Um, we, we're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. It really has um, evolved. I mean, being safe is super important. I think we all care about our clients have from day one. A lot of, you know, what happens on the wedding day is, is again, producing and, and giving them a really great experience. Um, so it's not just about the photography that day. It's not just about the video. It's not just about a cake. It's the entire experience, you know, that they're that they're getting. So this is part of it. So 2021 and having a seat at the table, working really hard and, and, you know, becoming a lobbyist, as you mentioned, or part of that, rallying and getting attention for our industry. Um, I mean, this is probably, you know, by the time this airs, you know, there's a story that's going on Channel 12 locally here that's, you know, being produced because of it so that we're working not only on our behalf, but also on the behalf of our, you know, our industry. couples. And our industry, right? Ultimately, right? And the couples, and yes. the couples, because I mean, we're trying to, uh, you know, put things into place. You know, the medical professionals are doing their best mm-hmm. to keep everybody safe and and to offer their advice. But sometimes your doctor will tell you just eat lettuce and run twenty miles a day, right? That's not always feasible. I mean, that would probably make you the healthiest person in the world potentially, but that's not always reasonable, right? So we're trying to balance, you know, good health guidelines with people being able to experience their life events, you know, and a a friend of ours put it very well, you know, I mean, you know, experiencing weddings and birthdays and, you know, these big life events is what, you know, really, you know, allows us to be humans, right? Those experiences. Otherwise, you're just getting up every day and going to work. Exactly. I I think about her quote often. It actually sums it up very well. It was Faith Dugan. I'm not quoting it right. I'm not even paraphrasing it it well, but that's a general gist. We have a photographer friend, Faith Dugan. She did a wonderful speech at one of our rallies. And I think her words really touched us all because I hear you bring it up. I always think about it. I hear other people bring it up. That's exactly it. I mean, that's what you're wedding professionals in the wedding industry is doing. I mean, we're, we are creating and involving and, and life's events. And what is life without it, yeah. without the joy? That's right. Um, you talked a little bit about how you got involved with the industry uh, where the like the pandemic um, was involved. But how else are you involved with the industry? Um, so beyond, you know, the, the, this coalition, which has taken up a lot of our time running our businesses and participating in the coalition. Um, I'm still a member and actually vice president of Rhode Island Wedding Group. Um, that keeps us active with other industry professionals. Um, it's it's a, you know, an association that, um, you know, we network with each other. We find out where, you know, what's going on. And that's all part of the research, right? So knowing that, 
different people have like now are not working at different venues and, and that sort of thing. It helps us um, or where they've moved to if they move positions. Um, you know, the networking that happens within, you know, that the, that association and even ILEA. ILEA is an international uh, association and we find out what the latest, you know, design trends are and the things happening, you know, across the United States that sometimes, you know, are a good aid to clients that are happening here. You know, one of the things that happened probably, what, 12, about 10, 12 years ago in Rhode Island was the Station Night Fire. And after that... We just actually the, celebrated the anniversary of that's that. That's right. Yeah. And, and that was a horrific event. And, and again, a lot of amazing people, you know, were, were lost and, and family and loved ones. But... Um, you know, that changed the regulations for, you know, open flames at, at events. So candles and, and those, you know, those elements became a very big precaution. And one of the things that, you know, a lot of couples love to do at weddings was having, you know, the sparkler exit. Sparklers. Right. That was a huge, you know, huge downside. Now, couples couldn't have sparklers because the fire codes had changed. Um, and so companies, uh, you know, in the last three years, there have been, you know, these literally non-pyrotechnic, but pyrotechnic looking sparkler type systems that have come out. And so, you know, you can actually create these, you know, sparkler type effects without fire, right? Um, and so bringing those trends or seeing that those things are happening and, and uh, attending events where some of these new technologies and tools and, 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 um, and um, just styles uh, of, of weddings and, and equipment that can be used enhance an experience and sometimes your couples go oh i was loving you know i wanted to do this kind of thing and you're like well i've got a solution for you even though it doesn't even serve me it has nothing to do with video or it doesn't help me in a sense to you know uh, sell my product you're a trendsetter mike well <laughs> i don't know about no, that no but you you're up to date with the trends by getting involved with your industry absolutely you know actually as you're sitting here talking about this there's things that i even forgot about like you know, sparklers, that's the number one question that we always get, you know, and you have a solution for that. Right. And again, it's it's about, it might not necessarily be, you know, the sparkler itself, but it's something that can simulate that type of effect. And it creates that, you know, and, and different couples, different people have different desires uh, and different uh, design um, you know, aspects that, that they want to incorporate into their wedding that they maybe have been dreaming for, for forever. Like trends like a first look, you know, people sometimes don't understand where that came from. There's huge benefits to it, but there, you know, if you've always dreamed that you're only going to see your groom or the couple, you know, wh whoever your couple is, if you're only going to see your significant other as you walk down an aisle, then if that's your dream, I'm not going to push you in another direction. I'll tell you what the benefits are in one way or the other uh, of doing a first look or not doing a first look. And it, again, it depends if you're having a church wedding or you're not. You know, all of these things come into play. So every wedding is different, and we want to tailor what we're doing to make the day the best it can be for you. You know, Mike, you talked about a little bit about trends. I'm going to put you on the spot here. I would love to know um, in the 20 years that you have been filming, what's something very unique that kind of still resonates with you that maybe a couple did at their wedding or – um, maybe some advice or just something that maybe some of our listeners can t take away and, and I don't know, just share a, li a little bit about something that was like unique that you remember. Yeah. I mean, we've seen couples, uh, we did a wedding two years ago, uh, where, you know, the groom, um, got his pilot's license, his grandfather, you know, flew, you know, uh, um, uh, fighter planes in, in World War II and they actually, the father, like, surprised them with, you know, a flyby of these 
you know, Mustang airplanes right at the tail end of their ceremony. Um, I mean, we've obviously seen, you know, fireworks are beautiful and can be really great. Um, The ones that stick like that, that airplane one is that was really special. Like you could see the groom tear up and get emotional. Like, number one, he didn't know about it. Um, You know, so it was a surprise to them. And usually the couple is the host of the wedding, so it's is a lot. Uh, there's, there's not a lot that they don't know about. That they don't know about. So what was perfect about that was that there was a surprise for him. Now, granted, it was a big surprise, but do you think that even just the smallest surprises are special? Absolutely. The more personalized they are, the more special they are. So again, just you know, a locket with a picture of you know a grandmother or a grandfather, maybe the bride or the groom were you know close to each other. I mean, we've seen special messages written into cufflinks and oh, you know cute. things like that. I mean, it, it just it runs the gamut. But you know, I mean, there's so many amazing ideas, and you know, Pinterest and Instagram are great for that stuff in terms of researching what you know, might work well for you um, or a, a special surprise that you might want to give you know your bride or groom or significant other. There's so many. Ways to do it and and just personalizing it like even some of the same day edits that we've done over the years have been a surprise from the parents to the couple oh that's a great idea you know that i didn't even think about that the same day edit. so a lot of times your couples don't even know that's coming right oh and, isn't that awesome and they've been and the same day edit doesn't necessarily need to be presented that same day um it basically means that we're going to produce you know a, a something pretty quickly i mean it could be right. presented like next day at the brunch and those are the ones that have been more the parent surprises mm-hmm. when you've got this wedding weekend and it helps extend your wedding. Like, I mean, this is, you know, weddings are very much like the holidays. You know, there's all this preparations, months of preparation. And then, boop, yeah, you know, the holiday comes and, you know, Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever, like it, it comes and goes and it, it disappears. So anything that you can do to kind of prolong your wedding weekend, you know, in in special ways that are meaningful to you, it, it doesn't necessarily need to be a video. It's just either gatherings or, you know, time together. Um, those special things, you know, will help you slow down the weekend and, and, and enjoy it more with your family and friends. And one of, one of my favorite moments at my own wedding uh, was um, Eric Brown, who was my photographer back then. I've been married for 13 years. Um, he had a shot of my wife and I just standing there looking on at the reception with a big fish, you know, with a fisheye lens. Yeah. So it's a big wide shot of us just watching what was going on. And I always tell couples, if there's any advice that I give you, whether you hire me or not, if you can take 30 seconds or a minute at all the major stages of the day, like before, you know, before you walk down the aisle, you know, after your ceremony, you know, at cocktail hour, just, you know what, go take 30 seconds, walk away and just look on to what's happening It'll, number one, help you slow down the day. It'll help you take it in and enjoy it more, right? You'll, I, I think you'll remember the day better um, because you've taken those 10, 15, 30 seconds. If you take a minute, take a minute, but just even 30 seconds just to, like, don't answer any questions, don't do anything, just watch what's happening. I think that's a huge takeaway, Mike. I do. Um, it's something that a lot of people need to do more. And, and like you said, it just it just takes a second, but just to just process it. Yeah. Um, you know, Mike, where do you usually see yourself working at most? Like where, what areas, Southern New England, Rhode Island, Newport, Providence, Massachusetts, where are you main, mainly at? We work probably half of our weddings in, in Newport, Rhode Island. So that's kind of our base um, in, in a lot of the venues there. But for us, it's it's great to, um, and we've done, <laughs> we've actually had some interesting weddings where we, you know, we, we from 
we've had weekends where, you know, on a Friday night we're at, you know, a, a venue and then we're back the next day. And it looks completely different because the couple has personalized it with their decor. You might have farm tables one day and you might have, you know, crystal you know, chairs the next, right? Or, you know, these, these plexiglass clear chairs. So the, the venue can look totally different and that's quite interesting. I like working um, wherever we're, you know, can be creative. So having a change of venue and for the visual, you know, people, I don't want to work at the same place all the time. Don't get me wrong. It's it's a comforting thing, but it's also creative to be able to go to Hill Dean up in Vermont. It's probably very rare that you've been somewhere that you haven't been before. I, I mean, then again, you do travel, don't you? Yeah, we we've done a lot of destination weddings. I say a lot. I mean, we'll do like one or two a year. Um, so Florida, Puerto Rico. Um, we've been out to Wyoming, California. Um, Virginia, Charlottesville is beautiful. Uh, it's really a college town, so it kind of feels like Newport, but now it's all hills. You know, you don't have that ocean, you know, that ocean element to it. Uh, but like, like I mentioned, even Hill Dean up in Vermont, it's you know, it's a uh, 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 Manchester, Vermont's uh, Lincoln family home, and it's the setting's gorgeous. It's like up on a hill with big mountains to the left and the right of it. It, it just has a completely different. It actually feels a little like Rosecliff, but mm-hmm. different, right? The garden's a little different, and and so those visual. You know, you get inspired by the various visual, you know, uh, um, uh, inspirations that e- each venue will give you and, and that each couple might want, right? I think it's also really important, too, for people to understand that, you know, when you've been doing this for 20 years like yourself, um, you probably get a lot of questions like, have you f- uh, have you filmed at this location before? And I think it's a good point that you just brought up that something that is important to you is to actually find a location you haven't filmed before because you are a professional. So you don't need to be there prior to figure out the proper lighting and what you need to do. Yeah. And and that's something that we go over with a couple, like have a plan A. So have a good timeline, you know, having a good timeline is important. So if, if, you know, in terms of your visuals, if you want a beautiful sunset shot, you know what, that sunset's going to be at a different time. Um, and even if you plan, so let's say sunsets at seven o'clock, if the day's overcast and cloudy, the sunset's not going to happen or might be slightly earlier because clouds roll in. That happens to us a lot in Newport. You know, you have this interesting effect that, you know, the sun's there and then literally 30 seconds later, it's just gone. It happens to me a lot at Rosecliff because the sun sets on the other side, other side. but at the same time, if it's a cloudy day, you won't even get that, no. that rose look in the sky. Yeah, yeah. it's totally different. Mm-hmm. And that's where I tell couples, you know, Keep that in mind. You know, you have your plan A, but, you know, with certain elements like ours and even other, you know, it's it's a live event. There are hundreds of people at your wedding. Things happen. So you have to be – don't look at, you know, something happening at exactly this time, at you know, this way as – if, if it doesn't happen, it's not negative. It's not a bad thing. Your day is still going to be amazing. It's still going to be special. Um, and that's what you want to, you know, focus on. Don't focus on, oh, I didn't get an olive. I didn't get three olives in my martini. There was only two. Like, you know what? Order another one. You know, just get a second martini. But um, go with the flow a bit. Let the day happen. It's slightly organic. And we as professionals can adjust for that and give you our best recommendation. So, you know, if, if – there's a certain light that you want and you want to lean on us, let us tell you, hey, this is probably the best time to do or probably in the next 10 minutes is going to give you that window. But again, we're dealing with nature and, you know, and things that are out of of our control on some level. But, um, you know, having experience and knowing the venue, that's where knowing the venue does kind of help a little bit. You know, there are certain spots where, you know, you can get certain light and get certain things. But 
as visual professionals, as visual artists, we can improvise all the time. Absolutely. So the million dollar question, why is it important for a couple to invest in wedding films? It's it's going to be that time capsule. I think it goes back to the very first thing that I said. I think, you know, I mean, first of all, you know, you, you know, to plug you, a photographer is super important. My wife and I have, you know, tons of wedding pictures up on our walls. We don't have our wedding video playing every time. But when you hit play on that wedding video, it's going to, number one, memorialize your day. So on a basic level, even if you got a very inexpensive videographer, if you had a friend record it with an iPhone, you know what? They're going to capture things that you didn't see from a perspective that you didn't see. So on one level, that's what we're doing. Um, But in terms of a film, if it's creatively being put together, um, not only can you have a recording of your day, a documentation, an archive of that day, um, but you can have a creative film. And it's pretty rare. um, and, And, you know, with good cinematography and music and, you know, and the right melding of, you know, the right pacing, you know, again, back to that editing that I mentioned earlier, you know, pacing and then the editing is what's going to create a a real emotional cinematic finished product that is for us or for with artistic wedding films for the kind of product that we like to create. Um, And on a basic level, I mean, it's happened to me. I've had my father-in-law passed away Mm -hmm. a year ago. Um, You know, my brother-in-law, who was my best man at my wedding, passed away like five years ago. So it's it preserves them. It preserves them. And when you've lost a loved one, you you end up grasping at every memory and every aspect that you can relive moments together. I think also, too, something that's powerful in what you do that you don't get at the still image is that, um, you know, we're talking about the loss right here, but is mm-hmm. that you hear their laugh again or you see their mannerisms. And yes, um, I know in, in my industry, Unfortunately, I get called often when there's funerals. Yeah. Uh, they, 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 they go back to their wedding images because, honestly, everybody looks awesome. Right. But um, there's something to be said to hear that chuckle yeah. or uh, just to see their mannerisms. Yeah. And, you know, that was, that's actually kind of led me to the next question. Yeah. Do you get that often, Mike, that people maybe regret not having uh, a wedding film at their wedding? We've heard it. It's interesting. I mean, obviously, once a day's happened, you can't go back and recreate it. I mean, you could, but that that rarely happens. Um, we hear it often from people that regretted not doing it, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's once you haven't done it, then it's it's hard to go back, right? Like I had mentioned, you can't. It's really difficult to go back and, and redo a wedding day. Um, and so you know, I did that once. Really? Yes. No kidding. Yes, that's another story <laughs> for another day. But I, that's I an actually, How I, funny. I, I actually, um, I can actually sit here and tell you as we're talking that yeah, yeah. Um, I've done that one time. Um, it's not the reason why you think. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this particular bride, she did not like her wedding images. Oh wow. So this was recently. This was yeah. about two years ago. So she she was going to hire me, and we huh. talked about investments. She decided not to. Right. So she went and hired somebody else, and um, she just wasn't happy. And, yeah. you know, at first, when I first got the phone call, I thought it was kind of bizarre. I'm right. like, well, what am I, what? And yeah. I've been doing this for 18 years. I'm like, you're going to, re-, like, literally, she hired the, the table linens, and she hired the florist, and we went back to the Biltmore at the time. Now wow. it's a graduate. Yeah, yeah. And um, got her mom, got her dad, uh, got her maid of honor, but not the rest of the wedding party, and was going to reenact the ceremony and uh, <laughs> the details. And you know what, though, Mike? After I did it, yeah. 
I, it, it actually wasn't crazy to me. Like I, it was That's probably the best thing I know I could have done for her because she felt like she walked away with what she visioned in her mind. Right. And again, that's where a wedding is such a milestone yeah. in someone's life. They, they've prepared for it. They've thought it. Some people. I mean, don't get me wrong. Everybody has different likes, tastes, and, you know, and, and in essence, you know, what, desires, right? So what's important to you might not be important to me, but for that bride and that couple, it yeah. was important for them to be able to memorialize it in a way that they were happy with. And, and that's you talked about earlier, too, priorities. about why we do this. You know, um, it was it was honestly when I tell the story, it wasn't crazy at all. It was an instant satisfaction for me that I was able to do that for her. But, yeah. you know, yeah. but normally, like you were yeah. saying, you yeah. don't recreate a day. No. So, yeah. you know, it's important, I think, for people to understand um, at least the takeaway. You know, I've seen your work. I've worked side by side with you. Um, you're the best of the best. And but I think it's important for them to hop on your website and just see your films, because kind of going back to what we were first talking about, um, it's not a video. It's really it's, it's really an artistic film. It yeah. really is. And that's kind of, that was one of the reasons why we chose the name, why we have films in the name. Um, you know, again, that, that term has become kind of a, an industry word that people interuse in different ways. Um, and so I think what's important and a good takeaway for anybody listening to this as a couple, research and watch the work. Watching the work is super important. Find out if the price range is where you want to be. And I, I might be jumping the gun here, but, you know, look at the price range, uh, make sure that that studio fits in your budget. Um, and again, that was actually going to be my question for you. It's a uh... It, it's my wrap-up question. So, yes, Mike, you're, you're, you're <laughs> Jump jumping the, Or maybe you're reading my mind. I am, I am. Um, I was going to ask you the wrap-up question. Yeah. So tell us, what are some key points that a couple should be asking video companies yeah. when they are inquiring to make sure that they are working with a professional company to ensure that their wedding day is perfect event? So you're on, Mike. It's... It, it, Doing the research is probably the most important thing. And unfortunately, no one can do that for you because a wedding is so personalized. Um, we get plenty of emails where, you know, couples will say, hey, what's your price? Um, and that's OK. I mean, that's they don't. A lot of times what we found is they don't know what questions they're supposed to be asking in the first place. Right. And so we're there to, you know, uh, inform, not sell. That's the way we approach things. I never tell somebody, hey, you should be spending this amount of money or or else you're not, you know, you can't hire us. I mean, we do have our, you know, packages and collections that um, start at, at certain rates. So that is, you know, a, a baseline to, you know, your budgetary constraints. So if you can't afford a, a certain studio's work or, you know, th there's compromise. You know, I, right. we all live in the real world. Money doesn't fall from the sky. Uh, I get it. So you they know, have to boundaries. understand what their budget is because, like right. you said, I mean, they could – really want it and dream it but i mean ultimately we've already talked about the starting price for yeah. something that you produce right so you, you look at that look at the work make sure the work matches the style and now our work is more story-based it's more you know we do want to be creative and cinematic um you know one of the trends that's currently out there is more that moody look even in wedding filmmaking and there's nothing i, I mean i think that style is really cool it's not something we want to do or create you know, so other studios offer, um, you know, different styles of work. So find a studio that produces the work in more or less within a, a budget range. Now, can I just interrupt you for one second about that um, trends? Mm -hmm. I know I know we're going to talk about like the questions to ask, but you talked about the, tr the moody look right now. Yeah. Um, that is a trend. Yeah. Uh, you know, three years ago, I want to say light and airy. Yeah. Three years prior to that was saturated color. Yeah. 
I think you handle your product kind of how I handle it. I'm very aware of the trends, right? Um, but trends are trends. Yeah. So, um, can, why haven't you gone with the trend? Because to me, and again, it's that can look, visually look cool. I mean, there's there's uh, uh, you know. Uh, not only trends, but like studios do different work, right? So I didn't follow that trend because it's not what we create. There were studios, um, you know, even right along that do really unique stuff. There's a, a studio out of California that's a commercial studio and also does weddings. They're called Shark Pig, right? I'm a huge fan. I love their work. But it's very much like a 60s handheld camera floating around like a film, right? So it's very like ethereal and kind of, you know, bouncing around to different shots. And it's it not- super cool. It is yeah. cool. And when I looked at it, I was like, oh, that's really cool, but it's not our product. So that's where, you know, there's a lot of different, um, there are a lot of different studios and there are a lot of uh, different ways that you can go about telling, you know, someone's story. So find the studio that tells it in the way that you do. Don't get me wrong. Most studios are not going to be as, eclectic as shark pig is hence <laughs> their right. name um but you know it's really cool and and there there's fiori films in new york and 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 she does amazing work and it's uh, a different style it is it is a, a bit darker and moodier but she's got a story-based element to what she does so again find the product that you most connect with that you feel is going to be a good investment because it is an investment and it does become an heirloom you know years down the road right mm-hmm. um you know, to you and to your family, your kids end up watching it, you know, if you decide children are, you know, part of the, the, the picture for you. So this is the way you're going to be documenting your day. And the reason why we didn't go in that route is because it's it not time stamps it maybe Yeah, that does time stamp it a bit. And, and for us, I want a product that is going to, you know, memorialize the day, tell a great story. I'd rather invest in not just the latest trend, mm-hmm. but something that if you watch 10 years from now, the only thing that look should look trendy about your film is the fashion. Correct. Right. <laughs> In my opinion. Yes. That's my opinion, right? So find someone that you connect with that is producing a product, you know, that, that you're going to want to create. And then ultimately, back to a lot of the points that we've touched so far, is find a studio that is going to be great to work with and is going to be in the style that you're going to want to have your experience the day of, right? Uh, and that's something that I go over, you know, in, in our, you know, in our consultations. It's hard to verbalize an experience, but I, I typically equate it to this. Have you ever been to a restaurant where you got a really great meal and the wait staff was not so good? It's as simple as that. And that usually, we've all been there. Um, we've all had dinner where like, oh my goodness, my steak or whatever I had, my meal was amazing. And like, you're like, but the wait staff, like what's right. going on, right? And so like, you just got turned off and it wasn't you know, as fun of a, you know, an experience where, you know, Saturday night, my wife and I went out, and you know what? The bartender created that experience. It was more of a, you know, here we had plexiglass set up at the bar, and we were sitting at the bar, and there's another couple next to us. We weren't with them, but the bartender created, you know, this energy and this atmosphere of fun that got everybody, you know, in a really great mood and made our experience that much better. So, you know, having the right professionals around you that are going to create the mood that you want. Uh, And again, we're not there for entertainment. You know, your band or your DJ is going to handle that portion of it. But your photographer and your, you know, your wedding film team is going to be with you from the time you're getting ready, you know, through, you know, mm-hmm. your your party dancing. Pretty much all day. You know, and you want to make sure that those people that are around you are going to be, you know, fluffing your dress when it needs to be fluffed and, you know, and, and telling you how to best walk or, you know, hey, making recommendations that are going to make your day a better experience, you know. So that's Absolutely. that's um, that's our philosophy and how we approach it. So, Mike, 
where can our listeners find you? Um, all the major social media platforms. So we are on, you know, on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Artistic Wedding Films is the handle, and also on our website, www.artisticweddingfilms.com. Um, we have tons of reviews on The Knot and Wedding Wire, so you can go and see and read on experiences that other couples have had uh, with us, and that's super important. We've had Mothers of the Bride, and you know, we've had parents, not just Mothers of the Bride. We've had parents uh, leave us reviews. We've had you know, both brides and grooms uh, leave us reviews. So you know, we try to encourage that so that um, other couples can, when they're doing their research, kind of back to that comment, can, you know, get to know us the best, you know, uh, the best possible, um, you know, prior to setting up a phone call. So that phone call is when they get to know us. So yeah, having, having those uh, different um, platforms has, has been super helpful to the success of our business. I also think though, too, just to kind of add in there that if you are planning a wedding, which obviously you are if you're listening to us now. Um, Mike's page is a really great page just to kind of see some inspiration. I mean, you have a lot of samples up there of what is out there, the trends that are out there, the decor. It's in your video. It's in your, not videos, films. Ha-ha. <laughs> see that, Mike? I caught myself. My films. Anyway, Mike, I am super honored and I enjoyed having you here for my second podcast. So thank you, Mike, for joining us. This has been so much fun. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to Wedding Secrets Unveiled. I appreciate you being here. So if you enjoyed this episode, I want to tell you something. I encourage you to check out our website at sarazarella.com. We love photographing while having fun, of course. Check out our podcast page on our website for upcoming episodes with your local wedding experts. Listen in as we help you plan your epic event. You can subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening so you never miss an episode. And I would so appreciate if you left a fabulous review for this show on Apple Podcast. Even better, share it with a friend. It's a great way to show support and let us know what you think. Thank you for listening.